Hey there, Claire here. A quick question for you: How will you rate your communication skills? Communicating in the right way online as well as in person can be the most powerful secret for your business. In today's episode, Joseph and our guest Jerry are sharing five tips on communication skills you need as a leader online. At the end of the day, people do business with people. So if you're looking to step up your communication game as a leader, sit back, take notes, and let's get started. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast with Joseph and Claire. Our definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself, so you can show up for everyone and everything personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss! We created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you start, grow, and build a purposeful online business. If you are a business owner, creator, looking to build an impactful brand that makes a difference, you are in the right place. So let's. In. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Doing great, Joseph. Great to kick off a new year with you. I know. So exciting. I am so happy to have you on the show. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast. I am really happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm a big listener, so I'm, I'm honored to be on because it's a fun show to listen to. Thank you. And I just want to give a little behind the scene of how me and Jerry met. Of course, that happens on Instagram. He appeared on my explore page i think back in the summer and i was really intrigued by jerry's style of being on camera and i do follow a lot of people that create great content but i wouldn't say i always find somebody that is captivating on camera and i think that's what i found with jerry uh jerry was it was great to connect with and then we started talking and then we did a collaboration on reels before christmas and it was fantastic and i thought well jerry is the right person to come on the show and talk about leadership and this is what we're covering today and yeah so i would love you to start a little bit with jerry what is jerry superpower and how did you get into the online space and to do what you do so my background is in broadcasting. I've worked in television and radio for 35, almost 40 years now, and I came up as a sportscaster. But I really, what I loved was television. And when I got out of college, believe it or not, I was a finance and economics major and started an interview for jobs. And I noticed two things. One, I wasn't getting offered any. And two, I didn't like any that were out there anyway. <laughs> so a career coach said to me, hey, if you could do anything in the world and you couldn't fail, what would you do? And without blinking, I said, I'd host The Tonight Show. Wow. And she, and she said, well, you know what? Finance and economics might not be the ideal path for you right now. Have you thought of working in TV? So I went to a television station in Miami. My parents lived in South Florida. Right. And essentially, even though I'm 61, I was America's first millennial. I had a college degree. I had no job. I lived at home and I borrowed gas money from my dad. And I drove to the television station and I did an internship for a year and a half, Joseph. I just hung out at a TV station and I learned how television worked. And then- after about a year and a half, I started to pick up part-time jobs, a little bit of editing here, a little producing there. And then one day a reporter didn't show up and they sent me out to do a story and I put together a story and the news director said, hey, that was really good. Do another one tomorrow. That's I've been doing another one tomorrow for three and a half decades. So that's how I got into television. And, you know, in television, you learn how to interact with the camera. You learn to have presence. So as, you know, the years go by, all of a sudden, social media is born. Didn't even wasn't even on the horizon when I first started. Suddenly, social media is born. And I can, like anybody else, I'm kind of playing around with it, starting to look at it. And then finally, I realized, man, this is nothing more than just, at the core, people talking to people. And the mistake most people make is they get hung up on the technology and they start talking to a camera. You're not talking to technology. You're talking 
through technology. You're always talking to people. And if you keep that one thing in mind, it doesn't matter what the platform is. Television in the 80s, Instagram in the 2020s, or whatever comes next in the 2040s, it's always about people communicating with people. Totally. And it's all about connection. And I love how you explain. It's really interesting to me because you come coming from television and, you know, the medium is different, but the strategy and the style is the same. It is all about people. What would you say is the biggest difference between social media, being on camera on social media, being on camera on TV? I'm very curious about that. So the big difference is the interactivity. If you're on television, a TV studio, it's you, it's a camera, it's a big piece of glass, and you have to, in your mind's eye, you have to mentally imagine the audience. On Instagram, it's highly interactive. You can't DM somebody on television while they're on the broadcast, but on an Instagram Live, you can be interacting with people, and that's the power. That's why social media has gone next level from the media. The media controlled the message. The media controlled the platform. Social media... It's, it's not about big corporations. It's about individuals, and that's changed the game entirely. I totally love how you explained that and the fact that everybody is allowed to put a message out there. I think that's a superpower. And during COVID, you did a big shift. I know you go into coaching, and I would love you to kind of dive into a little bit more what you do now, as well as I know you still do television, but I would love you to kind of dive into more the online side of it. So I, I wear three hats. I do the television. I'm also the radio play-by-play voice of the NFL's Baltimore Ravens. So that keeps me busy. And then I have my own coaching company that started many, many years ago, probably a quarter of a century ago, when a friend of mine asked me to help a group of doctors appear on television because they were nervous. And over the years, that's evolved to where I coach people how to, what I say, how to be, how to bring their excellence to the room, the Zoom, and the camera. I love that. And today, I would love you to share a little bit about leadership. Leadership is something we did a collaboration together where we give leadership hacks. If anyone listening, follow me or Jerry on Instagram. You're more than welcome to check the reels out. It was really good. We had a really message out there that we shared. And I would love to ask you, what does leadership mean to you? So leadership is about being a lighthouse. And if you think about a lighthouse, a lighthouse has its greatest value when it's darkest and when there's a storm. A lighthouse is not a lifeboat. It doesn't go out into the harbor and save the ships. It stands tall no matter what the conditions are. It shines its light bright fully so that others have a sense of direction. That, to me, is leadership. Management is showing them how to row the boat, how to tie the knots, how to do all that. Production is being the sailor and and going out and actually sailing the boat. But leadership is giving people a bright light, an authentic bright light, that gives them a direction. And that is, to me, the soul of leadership. I love that, and I love the analogy. It is really clear. You explained it really well. Thank you. And, you know, you work with business owners. You work with mid-level executives. What do you think is the biggest mistake that they do on leadership, if you will, but also on camera when it comes to speaking on camera and engaging with the audience, whether it is on TV or social media? The biggest, the number one most common mistake is they step out of their own skin. They get away from their authentic self. They think, well, that's not who, you know, people don't want to see that. I won't do that. They want to see this. I should act like somebody who has a degree from fill in your favorite university. And that's not the case. Everybody brings their own magical qualities from their background. I mean, Joseph, you and I are born in different countries. Our native tongues are different. 
And so exactly. it would be ridiculous for me to pretend that I'm from Italy and that I am multilingual. It would be equally ridiculous for you to pretend you're the play-by-play voice of the radio. <laughs> but that's what so many managers and leaders do. They get in the front of the room and they want, they want to project, uh, I should speak like this. I'd like, like, what are you doing? Just bring your authentic self to the front of the room. And when that happens, I always like to remind people the 20-60-20 equation. When you have the courage to bring yourself to the front of the room, the Zoom, or the camera, 20% of the people will love you automatically because you remind them of their favorite uncle. You're the same color hair as their brother. Your voice sounds like the, the, the actor that they once loved you know, 10 years ago. So no matter what you do, they're going to love you. 20% aren't going to like you no matter what you do because their spouse and them got into an argument that day. They had to put their dog down. They ran into too many headaches at work, and they just showed up in a rotten mood, and there's nothing you're going to do. It's the 60% in the middle. If you can win them over, and you only win them over by daring to be yourself, if you win them over, you win them. I love that. And what is coming up for me is relatability. This is what people connect the most with. And I think there is definitely a mistake when people are going on camera and they think they kind of have to put on an act, a facade, and, you know, there is this narrative that I don't know who wrote back in the day that you have to be be showing up in a certain way to be perceived in a certain way. But that works uh, if it's only a different side of yourself. It's if, if that's a different person, that would never work. Because sooner or later, people will tell that's not real and people do not resonate with that. And I think that's the biggest takeaway about leadership. It's about being able to project yourself as your real self on camera in front of an audience on a Zoom call, just like you said at the beginning, but at the same time, also showcase your skill in the best way. Do you think often the fact that people are not comfortable to speak in front of an audience or in front of the camera is also affecting their outcome with when it comes to their skills? They might be very skilled, but that might not come across in the right way. Would you say so? Entirely. And, and, and I call it the shift from perfection to connection. Too often people get in front of a room and they think, I have to be perfect. I have to look perfect. I have to sound perfect. I have to, everything. Nobody wants perfect because you can't use the word. You can't relate. You can't relate to perfect. Exactly. If somebody were actually perfect, they would freak us out because we'd be so intimidated. We'd want to run away from them. What you want is relatability. What you want is connection, not perfection. You want somebody who, if they make a mistake, they don't freak out about it because we all make mistakes. You want somebody who says, you know what? I was on the wrong path. I made 10 mistakes. And then somebody showed me a better way. And that changed my life because we can relate to that. We can relate to, there's a couple of things all people have. They have problems. They have desires. They have dreams. They have challenges. And so when you bring that to the front of the room, the Zoom or the camera, all of a sudden people see that person. They say, wait a second. They're not perfect. No, the perfection thing goes way back to early days in television when the TV studios wanted everybody to look perfect. What, what, one of the things people say to me who, who see me on television and then they meet me, they always say, wow, you're a lot taller than I expected. Because on TV, everybody's literally the same height. If somebody's shorter than you, they put, they put them on a box. So everybody's literally the same height. That's not how the world works. Yeah. They all say, that's true, actually. I never thought about that, but it's true. The height is something, this is one of the things I will say in general, but that happens on social media as well. I'm not that tall. I'm like 5.6, okay? Like, I'm not that tall. But there is this perception of height. It's that one thing that you can never tell online or on TV. 
I find it fascinating. But you can tell in person, which is why I say as a leader, you want to be trilingual. You want to be able to bring your excellence in front of a live audience in a room. You want to have that same brand when you are in a Zoom call, in in a virtual meeting, and then you want to make it so that you can take that brand to video so that whether you're using those videos on social media, distributing them in, internally in your in your company, in the marketplace, whatever the case is, if you give people the ability to experience you in those three ways and they have the same experience, that's brand power. I love that. And it's totally something I resonate with as well. I always talk about, you know, the point that you shared before connection over perfection is, I think is one of the, we're going to make a quote out of this for this episode. I love that. I want to go back to one of your posts that you share on your page and it's something that I thought was really insightful but at the same time really relatable. You share something that says you first show up on camera, whether you are on social media or on TV, whatever, you have three steps. It's you start, you suck and you keep going. Can you dive into this for anyone listening and explain what do you mean by that? So nobody is born talking to a camera. I mean, it's an unusual thing. It's you talking to a piece of glass. It takes a while to learn the skills. And there are skills. So, for example, Joseph, you and I are having a a coffee at a Starbucks in New York City. And and, we're sitting there. We're talking. We make up maybe 1-2% of the entire room. The second we get on camera in this virtual space, all of a sudden, notice, there's a frame around me. There's a frame around you. It's like sitting in a coffee shop with a picture frame around your head. And what that does is it takes all of your facial reactions and that becomes your body language. And so you have to, I mean, it's a learned skill how to relate through a camera to people. Nobody shows up and is great at it the first time. Some people are more natural than others. Some have a little more talent than others. Nobody is good. And so what happens is people show up the first time. They see the recording of what they look like. They don't like the way they look. They sure don't like the way they sound. And so they never go back to the medium. And that's the mistake. The more you go back, the more skilled you get, the more you learn how to relate to a camera, how to bring your body language, how to marry that to your tone of voice, how to make that all a part of the message. It's only through repetition. I heard this phrase many years ago. You have to have the pluck to suck. You just have to be willing to not be very good at it for a little while. And once you do, you'll get better. And here's the great part for leaders who want to stand out from the field. Knowing that 90% of the people won't show up again If you just keep showing up, you'll leave the competition behind. Hey, it's Claire here. How's going? Are you enjoying the episode today? And what is your biggest takeaway? If you like what you're listening, and make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We value your feedback and let us know how we can improve. And now, back to the show. That's such a powerful quote. Thank you for sharing that. And do you remember your first time when you've been asked to replace somebody? How was your first time on camera? How did you feel? I remember it vividly. It was the, it was the uh, mid-1980s, and I was in South Florida, Miami Beach, and I was doing a, what's called a live shot, a live broadcast outside right. of a boxing match. And I don't remember who was in the boxing match, but I do remember I felt like I was in the boxing match because all of a sudden... When you're on live TV for the first time, my heart, it was, it was like Roger Rabbit, just kind of coming through my chest, you know, it was like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I'm sweating, I got cotton mouth, my eyes are big, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'll have a hard time breathing, and I'm getting through it, I'm doing okay, and then midway through, about a minute in, all of a sudden, the thought hits, hits my mind, 
oh my God, I'm on live TV. What in the hell am I doing on live TV? <laughs> and it was like, we're going now. It just kind of fell apart from that point. But you know that that's the experience because what I learned from that very first time is you need to learn how to control adrenaline. True. Instagram live, whether you're on live TV, whether you're doing a podcast, you're always going to have this adrenaline rush. And once you learn to manage the adrenaline, you can use that to get you just enough up to get your message across without it completely controlling you and making you jittery and jumping all over the place. Because when people look uncomfortable, the audience wants to get away. 100%. That is the mirror. I always mention this to my tribe. You are the mirror who is watching. If you're nervous, they will feel nervous. If you're excited, they will feel excited too. And this is the big uh, difference. I always mention this. And, you know, whenever I go live, whenever I jump on a live, even with Claire, we jump on live together. We always try to bring really good energy because energy is what people will remember about the live. The content will be the main part they're coming back for, but the energy is what they will make them feel and what they make them become loyal to that particular segment on, on social media. And they will go, oh, I love your live. I love your energy. Sort of adjust it to based on, you know, I cannot bring the same amount of excitement on, on a podcast because otherwise the person on the other side, they probably, I'm going to break their ears. But, <laughs> you know, it's too much excitement for an audio segment. But I do remember, I mean, I did a little bit of TV in Italy and I did radio when I was 18. But the first time on TV, I remember I, I was like in a regional show because I... I was promoting a book at the time and I'd been asked to go on TV. They interviewed me and I remember I was sweating so much during the commercial break. And then the presenter did not do anything to make me feel comfortable. Like he was like, oh, this is what you have to say. You have one minute and, 20, and 27 seconds to say that. And I was so worried because I was like, oh my God, I did not realize. I, I mean, I knew I needed a time and I had a time frame, but I just didn't think, I was like, wow, one minute 27, what the hell am I going to say? <laughs> one minute 27. I was just sorry. You know, you have like three minutes of commercial and I remember being like, oh my God, I need to be concise. I need to be concise. I need to be concise. And that didn't really matter because at the end, the interview went okay. And, you know, I came across when I watched myself back, which by the way, if you're listening to this and you hate watching yourself back, the cringe is real. I hate doing that too. And, you know, I hate also listening to myself back and considering I edit this podcast, I listen to my voice a lot. So, you know. <laughs> so I can help you with that, okay? That's super common. Yeah, nobody, nobody likes the way they look on camera and nobody likes the way they sound. And here's why you don't like the way you sound. It's because you literally hear your voice differently than the rest of the world. That is so true. When you hear your voice, you hear it within the acoustics of your head. There's these little bones in your head called ossicles, mm -hmm. and they vibrate, and that's how you hear your voice. Outside of your body, however, we hear your voice based on how the airwaves coming out of your mouth make the air move. And they are literally two different sounds. And so what you have to do, and that's why I say, step one, get out there and do it. Step two, suck. Step three, show up and do it some more. The more you hear your voice recorded, the more you'll start to hear that voice inside of your head instead of the voice you, you currently hear. That's why you don't like the sound of your voice, because it's, when you hear it play back the first time, you think, that's not how I sound. It's exactly how you sound to everybody else. It's just not how you sound to yourself. I loved it, and I never thought about it this way. And I have to agree, because when I started doing podcasts back in 2018, I did not sound, I did not like 
the way I sounded in English. I was not comfortable to hear myself back in English because I was used to do radio in Italian. And it's a very different dynamic because the language is different, the speed is different, everything is different. It took me time to get familiar and now I'm okay with it. But I completely agree with you the way you sound to yourself and it's very different. So thank you for sharing that. And I want to jump to the next question, which is for any business owner, leader out there, executive, looking to show up as the leader they, that they are on camera, three hacks for them. One, start with a story. Use a story that relates to a struggle that you've had that your audience is having, whatever that might be. You know, when I told you my background, I didn't tell you I'm a television personality. I told you about my struggle to get started because we've all had that struggle and that creates a sense of relatability. So first and foremost, use more stories. They will do the heavy lifting for you. Second, if you're in front of a live audience, find the faces that light up when you talk. Again, 20, 60, 20. Find that 20% that likes you no matter what. And in the beginning of your program, focus your attention on them. It will buoy your confidence. As your confidence grows, then you can start working the room. And third, wherever you go with your attention, stay there. And when you move, move sm smoothly and slowly. And wherever you go, stay there. The average American breaks eye contact every 1.2 seconds. If you learn to hold eye contact for five, seven seconds, and even on Zoom, let's say I look down, let's say I, look, I have some notes and I will look down. If I look down smoothly, stay here, get what I need. If I come back smoothly, see how comfortable that makes you feel? That works in front of a room, in front of a Zoom, and on camera. Those are the three hacks I would give, and it will elevate the perception the audience has of that leader right out of the gate. Thank you, Jerry. And where can any one of the listeners find you if they want to dive into this more or if they want to work with you? So on Instagram, I'm at G Sandusky, S-A-N-D-U-S-K-Y. And then at, on, online, you'll find me at SanduskyGroup.com. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. And I will put all the links and the handles in the show notes for anyone listening that want to kind of connect with you more. And thank you for being my guest. I really enjoyed it. I was listening. You've been a powerhouse of information. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you, buddy. All right. That is it for today. Now, that was a jam-packed episode full of value just for you. But let me tell you a secret. The best conversations actually happen after the show over at the Digital Bosses page on Instagram. You're more than welcome to join the tribe there. We have incredible conversations and it's full of action take care business owners just like you. So we can't wait to see you there. Plus, if you are looking to support us and you would like to let us know what are your thoughts about today's show, Take a screenshot of the episode, tag us on your Instagram story, and let us know your feedback. We share each and every one of our listeners, and we cannot wait to share yours too. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you with Claire, same time, same place, next week.